Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dear Young Adults podcast again. Um, I like to introduce those who are new to this podcast. I like to welcome them rather. And my name is Ginika Okoro. I am a change management professional, talent consultant, and I am passionate about transformation and helping young people make the best of their life's journey, you know, make the right decisions. On this podcast, we have again, you know, the one, the only, Tolu Michael. She was here before and she's here again. You know, I'm sure, I'm very sure you have not recovered from the last podcast that was on personal branding. If you have not listened to it, what I have to tell you is stop sleeping on a bicycle, you know. Please go and listen to it and ensure that you take notes because that podcast was quite full, you know. But she's here again, and this time she's talking on the topic of, of imposter syndrome. We all have it. We all have been on the ride of, you know, imposter syndrome. And I want us to go into it and see how we can break out of it, you know. See, 2023 is going to be a year of, you know, Elijah level, just moving with the speed of the Holy Ghost, yeah? So that is what we're supposed to be, you know, gearing for going forward. And we want to break every fear, every imposter, every voice of the, you know, enemy, and we want to move with speed. So with that, I will just, again, just read quickly to lose bio. Um, if you remember the last time I told you that she has a compendium of bios, but this one is short and sharp. Tolu is a digital entrepreneur. She's a personal brand strategist, and she teaches you how to position yourself as a valuable expert so you can attract quality clients and impact life, lives profitably. She's the author of the book Show Up, which we will be, you know, Going into a game, because I love the book. It's a blueprint for creating a profitable brand while doing work that you love and with clients that you like. Through her work with hundreds of clients, she's con concluded that you can be seen, you can be heard, and you can be hired without losing yourself or compromising your values. In fact, the more you put you into your work, the more you'll get people to notice, trust you, and pay what you charge. So according to Tolu, the world needs what you have and how you show up influences what they'll pay for it so with that i just want to welcome you again you're the first person i've had twice you know that's just oh. how awesome you are yeah and i am so glad that you could make our time to do this again so on the topic Thank of you will get into it but i just want you to say a few things to the audience. Thank you so much for having me, Ginika. I love talking with you and absolutely honored to be the first person coming twice. <laughs> and this is probably the first place I'm going twice. <laughs> wow, wow. So, so many streaks have been broken here. Thank you so much. Yes. I love it. I love it. You know, apart from mine. So thank you for, for having me again. My name is Tolu Michael and I'm excited to be in this room again. I help purpose-driven people position themselves as valuable experts and leaders so that they can impact lives profitably, so that people can give you permission to help them. So that's me. Fantastic. Okay. So let's delve into the topic. I, I don't think this will be a very long um, podcast, but you don't, never know where you know the, the, the conversation will take us, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, so what would you describe imposter syndrome as? We hear it every day, but what is it to you? Hmm. 
can I just say that imposter syndrome is very rude? Like, it doesn't matter what you've done in your life. No matter how old you are, no matter how accomplished you are, you just wake up one day feeling like you don't deserve anything and everything was a fluke and people will soon find that out and people are rolling their eyes at you. So rude. Anyway, imposter syndrome to me. <laughs> like you have a personal vendetta against the the imposter the, the, the <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so imposter syndrome to me is the feeling that you don't really know what you know. Or that everybody has it figured out except you. And they are soon going to find out that you're fake. Or then or you're not as competent as they thought you were. So that's imposter syndrome. It's it's an, it's an a syndrome of you feeling like you're faking it. Like you're an imposter. Like you don't really deserve what you've got. Or you can't recreate your success. That's Ooh. imposter syndrome. And that has caught on to, I have, you know, strong emotions about this. <laughs> Yes, I see that. I see that. But where does this come from, really? You know, where? So, well, um, there, there are many things that, you know, that could trigger it. And there's there's a lot of research behind it. But I made up my mind that today I wasn't coming to talk about the research because, you know, most people can Google that. But I want to talk about it from the perspective of my work as a brand strategist for the past few years and having you know as someone who's had over 1000 customers at this point so i have worked with people to grow their brand and i see it show up <laughs> you know and so what i've noticed is that it comes from it's basically fear mm. it's basically fear. and everyone was supposed to feel fear so we we are all born with the ability to feel fear listen if we could not feel fear We'll probably all be dead because you just be walking into oncoming vehicle vehicles, you know, jumping off rooftops. <laughs> you see, you see a snake, and then you just go and put your leg beside its head because you know you don't have the ability to feel fear. So, so the the purpose of fear is to protect you from danger. But what we've also come to understand is that your mind is not always correct about real danger. And that's why you see people say that the fear of public speaking in some circles is as strong as the fear of death. Like what? You mean your brain could not actually wow. differentiate? Like this is not likely to kill you. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's where it comes from. So there's the just... That's that's fear. But when I say fear, I don't mean it in a bad way. I think I hope I've been able to establish that. I don't mean that everybody who has imposter syndrome is shaking and not confident. Like I said, it's very rude. It can happen to the best of us at any time. But you just need to recognize it for what it is. That look, this is my mind over, you know, over, over not having an accurate measurement of this thing that is about to happen and there are many reasons why we become afraid so we become afraid when we encounter things we don't understand when we encounter things we can't control so whenever you're about to do something new imposter syndrome will show up you know whenever you're about to do something different imposter syndrome will show up and again it is rude so some days when you're about to do exactly what you did yesterday it will still show up <laughs> but, you know just recognize it for what it is Ooh, you're so right it is very rude because even when you've been the most successful in your field, you just start asking yourself questions and, you know, it throws you off. I like that. But can you just elaborate on how this then affects or impacts the different areas of life? You've been doing this with people who are acclaimed in their field and it still shows up. So how does it show up in, how does it adversely affect you know, whether it's personal development, relationships, well-being, you know, what exactly is the 
adverse effect of imposter syndrome to a person? Okay, so before I just talk about the adverse effects, can I just prove it that most of us, if not all of us, have experienced this at some point or the other, so that you don't say, eh, this doesn't affect me. <laughs> you know, first, if you've ever said, um, I don't have anything to say, that's mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, because it's not, not true, <laughs> you know. Um, what if I don't live up to the hype? You know, and like I have said, all these are expected and you're not alone. Everyone feels insecure, unsure or afraid at some point. That happens to everybody. And um, it's not a disease that you need to be cured of. It's a reminder that you're human. So the reason I'm saying this is so that we put it in perspective. So we don't keep feeling, you know, because you hear people say, I would have done this thing, but imposter syndrome, you know, imposter syndrome. Yes, you can feel the fear and do it anyway. Like once you realize that it's not a disease that cripples you, you know, um, it, it, then you you can you can go in spite of this. So here's how I've seen it show up. I've seen it show up in two broad ways. One is the fear of not being enough. Like mm. oh, I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not original enough, and people are going to find out. And those things, you know, if you're saying it to someone else, they'll be like, "What are you talking about?" But, but for you, it's just so real. Like you feel less than. You feel like, "Oh, I may not be accepted. I may not sound as good as Ginika. You know, I may not sound as smart." But people have allowed this to stop them. Mm-hmm. People have allowed this stop them the other one is the fear of embarrassment like just being scared that you're going to look stupid or you're going to fail so which is why people essentially don't start things because people feel too embarrassed to be seen to be starting small or um to be seen to be an amateur so they're like oh what if nobody comments what if people criticize me yeah i'm letting all look as if me too i'm calling myself a coach listen all those things are (laughs) they're a type of imposter syndrome. And I'm not saying this to judge you. I'm saying it because I've been there. I've done that. I've gotten a t-shirt for it. So, 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 <laughs> wow. so yeah, I'm, I'm not saying this from, from, you know, sitting in a, on a high horse and saying it, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It does not have hands and legs. You cannot allow this fear to stop you. I have seen People refuse to post, make a post on Instagram because of this. I have seen people being offered opportunities and they said no. I've seen someone being invited to speak and she turned it down. Not because she was busy, not because she felt it was the time to be quiet, but simply because she felt she had nothing to say. Are you saying that the people that invited you, they have no sense? They did not see what you had to say before inviting you. So, yes, these are some adverse effects that it has had on people. And in terms of opportunity, opportunities, you know, I believe in abundance. I believe opportunities will come again. But here's what I've also found about opportunity. There's this vicious cycle where you refuse to do something and then people now think you can't do it. And so they don't know to offer it to you again. Mm. And they end up discouraging somebody else from offering it to you. So it's not really as if it's, you know, some spiritual law behind it. It's just... Mm. It's just precedence, you know, that is just, you know, history is just repeating itself because of how you responded the first time. So I want you to look at this thing closely. There is no death threats. You will not die if nobody replies. You will not die if you get criticized. It's important to make this distinction. None of these things are, in, are dangerous enough to pause your life or to stop your mission. It's important to know this difference. And you know why it's important? Like Ginika said, adverse effects. I've seen a lot of people pause their progress due to fear. Please don't progress because of this fear. Wow. wow. I can see that Tolu is the advocate against imposter syndrome because this was even more than I anticipated. I love it. I love it. Do not pause your progress because of fear. Keep showing up. 
you know, show up regardless. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I feel like wherever imposter syndrome is right there, like, uh-uh, uh-uh, stop now. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> with that introduction, it has to be saying that. Okay, so when we talk about um self-awareness, yeah, some people are only aware of what they feel at, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are not <laughs> struggle with what they are good at. They struggle with taking compliments, you know. But, you know, part of being a balanced individual is knowing your strengths and your, you know, your weaknesses or your development areas. So looking at imposters, the imposter syndrome now, how can someone strike that balance between acknowledging your strengths, but also giving yourself that honest or, and sometimes hard feedback that is needed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's a really good one because sometimes when it comes to imposter syndrome, we just encourage people: you can do it. It deserves to be in the room. <laughs> that's all. That. <laughs> oh God. I'm sorry. I'm going to give this example. I think I was watching something and the child was doing rubbish, and the father <laughs> wanted to correct him, and the mother was like, "No." I said, but he obviously is going to go to school and carry this project with him. He said, "No, but I'm building up his confidence." Say, "Hey, God." <laughs> He will be laughed at because well, he was really bad at art, you know. So I think it's basically to the question of how do you balance art people with you can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I just say that self-doubt is not um a signal to stop, it's an invitation to learn. So you might actually be feeling imposter syndrome because truly you don't know the thing, like maybe you're not competent enough. Or uh, have you noticed that when you dress well, I mean when you dress well, like mm-hmm. when you look good, <laughs> there's a way you strut, you know, like, it's like, I'm, I'm here for this. <laughs> Did you see me? Yeah. Oh, y'all are going to see me today. So it's the same thing. Sometimes maybe you just need to prepare a little more. Can, can we be honest and say, maybe, maybe you're feeling afraid because you're not even that good yet. So, mm-hmm. so we need to be able to balance that. So, but again, it goes back to being, clear about what am i afraid of what is this fear what's this thing about is this about um you know i'm scared of being embarrassed or i'm scared of change or which one is it and then from there you can now address it to say okay nobody's going to kill me yes i feel stupid but am i truly stupid you know sometimes the answer is no and in which case you're like yeah i'm not truly stupid so just because you feel like a fraud doesn't mean you are a fraud. Just because you think somebody is going to discover you to be fake doesn't mean anybody is trying to do so. So sometimes you just need to be, you know, be, be honest about that. But then also, if you realize that this is based on evidence that I'm not good enough, this is based on evidence that I haven't prepared enough, this is based on evidence that I haven't learned enough, then you're just going to go back to it, you know. So it's not, like I said, it's not a, a reason to stop or pause. It's an invitation to learn. So use it as a self-check. Of course, nobody's good at everything. So it makes sense if you're still a work in progress. There's nothing wrong with that. So use it as a, as a self-check. If it's your day one, of course, you're not going to be perfect on day one. So, But now what you're going to do is build a curriculum for yourself and say, look, by day seven, I would have improved at this. I'll be better at this. And then you can build confidence through familiarity. Sometimes we are scared because this stuff is new. Like the first time you recorded a podcast episode, you're like, okay, what button, you know, where, what button oh. should I press? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. 
So build confidence through familiarity. So, so learn what you need to learn about your craft. For example, if you're going to be speaking somewhere, don't say, oh, I'm so scared of public speaking. It's just a lie. My mind is just mismanaging itself. No, you need to practice. Like rehearse, know your paper. <laughs> rehearse what you're going to say so that your confidence will be built on substance. You know, so, so yeah. Rehearse what you practice makes perfect. Is that is that that saying is as old as time, but it's actually the truth. The more you do, the better you become. So if you don't know how to do it, tell yourself the truth. I'm not really good at this, but do I want to be good at it and put a plan to it? I like that. Okay, so um how does you know personality types, genders, you know, how 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 does it affect how imposter syndrome shows up? Yeah, so even though we all feel imposter syndrome, we, we feel it differently and we feel it about different things, you know. Um, so so one thing is, and many experts actually believe that it has to do with personality traits and some people, you know, treat it more as an environmental thing. So for example, if you grew up in a family where your parents didn't give you confidence, you're going to feel it differently than somebody who has been pumped up, who has always believed that they were the best, you know. So even though everybody feels it, but we're going to feel it differently. So there is environment, but um, um, imposter syndrome is not, you know, is uh, from research, imposter syndrome is not anybody's personality. So, you know, <laughs> you know how we like to create titles for ourselves. Everybody just say, I'm just the type that has imposter syndrome. Everybody is the type that can have imposter syndrome. <laughs> but, you know, some some traits can make it more um, more pronounced or make it more possible. Let me give you an instance. For example, if you're an introvert, if that's your personality type, mm-hmm. you're more likely to experience imposter syndrome with things that put you out there, with things that, you know, um, have to do with you being in large crowds of people or, or, or things that, you know, are energetic, that are fast, that are big. But it, does, it doesn't mean that extroverts won't experience it. It just means that you are more likely. So I like that you asked this question about personality traits and imposter syndrome because if there's anything I know, it's that personality is not permanent. Mm. You, get, you, can, you can teach yourself. You can train yourself. You, you, you can gain mastery. Yeah. For example, I'm an introvert, but I know how to talk. So if I'm, if I'm always shy in social situations and then I say, oh, that's just how I am. I'm, I'm just an introvert. No, I'm, <laughs> you can learn, yeah. you know? So that's the same thing I want to bring to this thing about imposter syndrome. We can't actually be, blame personality because some people of the same personality type um, have trained themselves and so they experience it differently. So depending on where you are on the spectrum of building your confidence, you will experience imposter syndrome differently. But what you can do is to give yourself grace and say, mm, yes, public speaking is hard, but also because I'm an introvert, this is this is probably, you know, this is making me shake some more. So here's what I'm going to do. I will look at familiar faces in the audience. Mm-hmm. Do you get so you know you, you're not able to be kind to yourself because you're able to realize that because of my tendencies or my traits, this might be harder for me, but never ever use it as an excuse to stop yourself. Mm. Right. There's a saying that when it comes to genders, there's a thing of, of women face imposter syndrome more than men. How true is that? Yeah, it's it's really possible. And that's that's environmental. That's also because it, it, so I, I think that it's it's true, but I'm saying that it's not true because imposter syndrome is inherently in your gender. Like if you're born with a vagina now, then you're also born with imposter syndrome. That's not the issue. It's not, <laughs> it's not a biological thing. I think it's it's a it's it's a thing about um environment okay. and 
who's how many women have you seen doing what you're trying to you know it, it's still really new it's yeah. still relative wow yes, i mean how many ago did women start to break glass ceilings how mm. long ago did you like a woman be a ceo so so those things actually affect us even more than we know so yeah. people and I keep saying you need to show up so that you can give other people permission to do so. Like I, I don't struggle with imposter syndrome when I'm driving, but imagine if I was the first woman to drive. <laughs> you, you can, it's it's different. So, so so definitely marginalized groups, not just even gender, but even with um race, marginalized groups will experience imposter syndrome more frequently. That's okay. for sure, and more intensely. Okay. You know, so that. Yeah, and being aware of that, you should put you on, you know, the the what's the word? On guard, you know, and know that it's yeah. not it's not your your that's not your best self showing up. It's just your um what do you call it, trauma from maybe your ancestry or yeah. maybe your your <laughs> what you've lived through, you know, that's training up and yeah. trying to fight your success. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so that so so that's why you know the, the research shows it that women are more likely to experience imposter syndrome. But the question is, how much of an enabling environment have we actually created for women? You know, so yeah, that should never stop you. Mm-mm. No, it shouldn't stop you. <laughs> mom used to say this thing, and my mom, if you've met her, you she's a phenomenon. She would say, if you tell her, um, Rome was not built in a day. She look at you and say, because I wasn't the foreman. I'm like, what is this cockiness? Yeah. But now I look at him like she she believes she can do anything. She believes she can show up anywhere. She's the same person that told me once where, and this is just to tell you how if you do not show up, you don't give people the the um opportunity to do permission. The, the permission to do the same. My mom, um, there was a time we had the opportunity to be abroad. And my mom was teaching in a British international school. And by the time she was leaving, you know, these Asians, white people, they were crying because she was, she did things that she's a trained teacher. She's a fantastic teacher. And she did things that they had, they had basically asked some children and said, this one cannot read. This one is, and she took them mm. and she wanted to help them. And by the time she was leaving, they did a send off for her. And all, and I asked her, why are these people being dramatic? My mom says, you can't meet Tessie Okora and not like her. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> she had this thing. She just had this no, thing. You know? Snickers of her own. Honestly, she had just has this thing. Of, she told me, and I was, I think then I was like 12, 13. She said, but you can't meet Tessie Okora and not like her. And I've carried it with me. You can't meet me and not like, like me because... I, I show up and I show up with all that I'm supposed to be. Same thing. When I asked her, she she started with um, NCE, did a master's, did PhD. And one day I was just talking to her and I'm like, why did you go through all this, all this stress? You did not need it. My mom said that she grew up from in a family that um, they hadn't seen anyone that was that successful. And she wanted the, her nephews and her nieces to be able to point to her. Or people from the village to say, this woman did it. She was from here because she if down the village. I've seen I saw my mom's secondary school. She was the head girl. And like she wants people to be able to say, This is and I, it just felt like, man, you are living mm-hmm. purpose. And I'm here, you know, trying to buy hair. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. I love it. Yes, your conditioning may be something that is, or your experiences, your lived experiences may not be supporting what you want to achieve. But, <laughs> big because when you show up you give others the opportunity to do the same i love it yeah 
Yeah. Sorry, that was just a bit of a segue, but you just inspired me to, you know, talk about Miss Sokoro. Anyway. No, I, I loved it. <laughs> okay, so um, how do you then um, this how do you silence that voice? You've pointed to a few things, but what are the practical steps someone can take to silence the voice? And we are Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't want us to limit ourselves to you know the personal development cycle. They're actually good things that I know that declarations that come into play. Um, I want you to touch on those and elaborate. Could be one thing, two things, three things. What's in your arsenal Mm -hmm. to fight imposter syndrome? Okay. Thank you for this. So I have a couple and I'm going to lay it on you. (laughs) Lay it on me. So um, I'll pick up where you left it, you know, um, based on our faith. We believe so much in the power of declarations and it matters what you say. You see, how you speak to yourself is so important. It's even more important than how other people speak to you. So the story you tell yourself is the most important story you tell. And that's a place to start. You know, you remember when I was saying that, look, I feel like a fraud doesn't make me a fraud. You know, it's, it's just a feeling. But who am I really based on what I know, based on what God has said about me? Who am I? You know, what can I do? I always say that I have unlimited capacity to make impact. And I didn't make it up. Do you get like... God tells me I can do anything, you know, with him, anything is possible. So I believe that my capacity is actually unlimited. Like there is nothing that will come that will be above my capacity. So yes, we, we have to actually, so even though we've talked about the importance of working and, you know, preparing, but you have to know it, like, you know, your name, that you have capacity to do this thing, even if you feel afraid of it. So how to reinforce that is to make these declarations, write it out. You know, Yenika, my dad said something to me years ago and said, Nobody says no to you. I, and please, guys, I have gotten some really hard news. But guess what? It has not changed the fact that that's what my dad said. Mm-hmm. So I still say, I, I write it, I say it every day. Everything I create attracts audiences and buyers. Do you get, I believe that somebody's going to buy what I want to sell. Like it's, I, I've said it so much that, that I can't even imagine otherwise. Yes. <laughs> And I use that example to, to bring it home. I make declarations about other things, my health, my family, my children, my husband, you know, my my work. But but I'm saying that you can literally write out what you want to see about anything and say it. Next is be thankful. Be thankful that you're growing. See, imposter syndrome doesn't come to me when, I, when I'm lying on my bed. You know, I wake up in the morning, I want to brush my teeth. I don't feel imposter syndrome about brushing my teeth. Imposter syndrome comes up when I'm trying to do things, you know, when I'm showing up, when I'm in a growth zone. So if you ever feel it, that tells you something, that you are on your way, you are on a journey, you know, you're growing your influence, you're showing up as a leader. Those are the kind of stuff that trigger imposter syndrome, that trigger that fear and anxiety. Imposter syndrome is really attracted to progressive people. As you are making progress like this, to start coming. (laughs) Oh my God. So you may ignore all the people sitting there doing nothing, but it can't resist you. Mm. So please come for it. Start for yourself. You're growing. You're courageous. You're brave. Even when you're not sure how it's going to turn out, there's already progress. So be grateful for that. At least start there. Be be grateful for that. And then you know. Now let's take it a step further. Progress in spite of the fear. Progress in spite of the fear. So most of this anxiety we feel. You know what you're actually doing is you're experiencing failure in advance. Mm -hmm. What if they don't like it? What if they criticize me? What if they say it's not original? You know, what if it has not yet happened, but you're already acting as if it has happened. And if you tell yourself enough stories about the worst that could happen, you will truly believe that it was to actually happen, even though it doesn't really happen. 
Worry is not the same as preparation. So the only thing that makes you better is not worrying about what will happen. It's action. So mm. make progress in spite of fear. Take action in spite of the fear. Take some baby steps. You know, remind yourself that you will not die from doing things. <laughs> you know, so so that's that's one way to stop feeling afraid. If you're scared of speaking, join Toastmasters. Join a speaking group. You know, do speaking assignments practice speak in front of two people don't just believe that oh i'm making declarations so it's fall on me no make progress too you know another thing my friend is please review your use of social media imposter syndrome is it's a thing but because of our generation you know when the digital age our generation a lot of our imposter syndrome is actually rooted in comparison whether we accept it or not like there's a lot of comparison going on so you are comparing yourself with other people and here's the thing about comparing yourself comparison it would poison your courage if you allow it mm. so no matter how courageous you are if you keep comparing yourself it's it's a poison that and maybe this the you know the call that you need maybe you've not noticed so you might need to check yourself you might even say yeah, but i'm not posting yes but you're there looking at what everybody else yes. is doing so, yes. so now all of a sudden you have so many people to compare yourself with <laughs> so oh. many people you know so you want to review Review your use of social media. You know, suddenly you're feeling less than because you're seeing someone who got their body back two days after childbirth. Like, how can that make you feel less than? You know, on a normal day, that won't actually make you feel less than if you just saw someone on your street. But because social media has given us so many people to compare ourselves with, it's it's a pandemic, honestly. Yeah. So, um, you oh, know, I so review. You know, remember, remember that people don't share when they are struggling to pay rent. They don't share when their customers say no. Even me that I'm talking to you, I don't come and post, you know, when people are subscribed from my email list, I don't share that because it's just not, I mean, there's just no value in that. So, <laughs> so when the baby won't stop crying, people don't share that. So if all you're seeing is, oh, people going on vacations with young children several times a year, you know, <laughs> remember that you don't share that other part. So don't base your expectations of what people are doing or not doing, you know. Um, so as so I want to to remind you of that and then one thing that you can do right now like right now have a committee of champions oh yes that's... nobody is on all the time you're going to feel afraid it's not a question of whether it will happen it's a it's a question of when so so now that you know what are you going to do about it so so have a committee of champions oh my goodness this one is so good have a committee of so champions good. I'm so excited about the passport because I do, I have lived it. I'm still living it. The reason why I yeah. could reach out and say, you know what? I need to record a podcast is because somebody called Funke buzzed me. So what's happening? We have not, I'm like, rest. Is it your own? You know, yes, please go on. So let me give you, let me give you some rules of engagement for this. Cause you know, this is our zone. Like Erika said, <laughs> one of the greatest weapons you can have against fear is having your own people that you can talk to. Like I'll just call Kinika and say, you know, I'm feeling one type of way. Like I, am I, you know, am I, uh, you know, some people have midlife crisis every year when it's about to be your best day. Just call you. Yes. That's a thing actually. Call your friend. I say, you know, I'm feeling stupid, you know, like I've not achieved more, you know, so permit yourself to get encouragement from outside when you feel discouraged. It might be your friend. It might be your coach. It might be your sibling. Allow yourself to get support and encouragement from those who want the best for you. 
So two things you learn. One, you learn that you're not alone. Other people feel those things too. Second, you'll be reminded of how important you are. You'll yeah. be reminded of the potential inside you. You'll be reminded of everything you've achieved. Somebody who will say, my friend, what do you mean? Is it not you that did this, 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 and yes. this? Of engagement is you build this thing in advance. It's not when you're feeling discouraged. No, sit down now and note who are those people that can speak life to me when I feel down. And meanwhile, you should also be somebody who is championing other people too. Mm -hmm. But that was for right now. <laughs> who should you not include? Don't include people who worry too much about safety, even if you love them, even if they love you. Don't include somebody who, who will tell you, ah, that business is not going to work. Remember, your auntie did it and it didn't work. No. Don't include people who are skeptical about everything. They like to think that they are discerning, but really they're just skeptical about every single thing. Nothing looks good enough for them. Nothing looks... So also don't include unambitious people because, you know, they won't get the point. Like, why are you, why are you trying to, to go higher? I mean, okay here. So, you know, and of course, you should not include people who enjoy putting others down. There are some people who minimize people all the time. They just tell you, ah, it's because, you know, it's, it's, it's because you have a, a rich dad. It's because you, you, you don't. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking love. It's yes. everything up for you. Oh, it's because, you, you know, your mom was present while you were growing up. It's because, true, you might have all those things, but it's you should be grateful for your blessings, not use them as an excuse not to move forward. So, so even if you love those people, they shouldn't be in your committee of champions. And the final, final thing is you want to have, you know, people call it different things. People call it achievements, log, different things that people call it. But I call it happy notes. So I just have my happy. So for instance, you know, after the first time that I was on a podcast with Ginika, she talked about how good it was, you know, I noted it so that when next somebody invites me to a podcast, yeah. I'll remember that, oh, I actually have something to say. <laughs> you know, Someone sends me a testimonial. And at this point, I've gotten hundreds of them, but it never gets old. Whenever I get testimonials, I save them in my happy notes folder. Whenever someone sends me, a reply, a feedback that is really nice. I save it in my happy notes folder. People tell me they love my book. I save it in that happy notes folder. And I want you to do the same. So keep that achievement log so that next time that the fear comes, you can present the evidence. You're not just talking from your head, you know, yeah. there's substance. Yeah. That's good. Talking about her book, have you, if you don't want to show up, what are you doing with yourself? You know, it's basically a guidebook to showing up you want to break the, the bondage of imposter syndrome you show up and this book basically details how to go about it again you don't have to even finish the book like follow the synchronized way of reading books you can pick a, a chapter you read it and it has notes on what you should do differently like starting from now when you finish that chapter so it is basically your best friend on how to show up and how to you know keep moving forward so please is it on amazon yes it's on amazon please oh if yeah you have, if you're you're in the abroad use it go and get it from amazon if you're in nigeria you can contact me i will tell you how to get it but gift it to people it's such a brilliant book i bought a few copies for people because i think it's it's a blessing and she wrote from her heart it's like talking to your friend you know so please buy show up that's what i'm trying to say this has been so good. And you just brought out the, the I, you know, 
I can't even believe I got to share about my mom and her extraness. But yes, thank you so much for sharing again. Um, it's been such a pleasure. I love you. I have the utmost regard and honor for you. And oh. I'm sure that everyone on this podcast um, that listens to this podcast would also resonate to everything you said and take action. Not just, again, knowledge is not knowledge until you act on it. So please take action. And with that... That's the end of this podcast. Until our next um, episode, you should look forward to that. Um, please, if you haven't gone through all the other episodes, everything we've said here, they have been references. We've talked about personal mastery. We've talked about, you know, um, mindful consumption, all that. We've had fantastic speakers. So reference it because you can never have too much of um, personal development. All right. Thank you so much for listening. TM, till next time. Thank you, Girika. This was fun. Yes. Bye.